If you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast. Uh, I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I was 30 minutes late to the recording because I was making dinner. I mean, they didn't have to know that. I wasn't going <laughs> to say anything about it. But now that you've let the cat out of the bag, yeah, motherfucker, you were half an hour late. <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay. I was eating uh, eating food that other time. I'm going to do it again because it's 730 and I, I am hungry. So, bruh. That's what's happening. Anyway, uh, we're we're gonna get to a thing about how to come back to Vanguard after a long time. But first, let's take a look at this stupid tree. Um, do I start with the zero or do I look at the actual eleven? I think we should look at the eleven and then go back to like the previous ones for context on how the deck is going to work now. Okay. Do you want to want to read that eleven for us then? Sure. So we have Supreme Dragon Tree of Annihilation, Vortex. Yep. <laughs> uh, when it's placed by writing, put one I'm not reading that token into your order zone. Mm -hmm. uh, during your turn, it just gets 10k and crit plus one. Uh, if you have a total of 10 or more Hydradrum and or Dragon Tree markers on your rearguard circle, it gets 10k on both turns. Uh, and then auto Vanguard Circle when it attacks, uh, choose a face up Calamity card from your ride deck, remove it. If you did not remove a card, choose any trigger unit from your ride deck, activate all its trigger and additional effects, remove it from the game, and then stand all of your rear guards with Dragon Tree markers. All right, also worth noting, this is a grade 11 with 18k power. That's more than the other one. <laughs> uh true anyways can we scroll down to see what the i'm not reading that token does yeah mm -hmm. uh so token. It's a token and a set order yeah so at the start of the main phase you can activate the effect uh search your deck for one trigger unit put in your ride deck face up and shuffle uh if you do choose a hydrogen from your drop zone call it your guard circle and then Act once per turn. You can discard a card with the tree name from your hand. Uh, draw a card. Uh, choose a rearguard circle. Put a dragon tree on it. Pay an additional damage to yourself. And then you can remove a calamity card from your ride deck. So this just makes the tree one turn faster. You also have to put the, dam the damage face down. Yeah, face which down. Which is something to note. But... Okay, one turn faster. Is that, is that worth it? <laughs> uh, it... <laughs> It depends, because it is worth noting that the grade 11 is 18k, which does a lot in terms of helping you survive throughout the game. And theoretically, you could be in a place where if you have a full board of Hydradrum units and a, and uh, all five Dragon Tree markers, that you could also be 28k. Okay. Which is a thing. That's, like, hard to even hit for some decks. Yeah. So... You know, just a reminder of how the deck works. The great, you know, you start on the grade zero. Instead of riding up, you just keep playing Calamity cards. It keeps gaining power. Uh, it stays at grade zero, though, so you can't call anything early. And then 
Uh, it makes you ride specifically the grade 10, so you do have to actually be on that thing for a turn. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of your main... Yeah, it's at the beginning of your main phase, so you can't even, like, go up to the grade 10 and immediately ride the grade 11. Damn, they don't so even unfortunate give them a friendship fairy like they did with Magnolia. What a shame. Yeah. So, unfortunately, no way to, like, super speed the grade 11 tree, which is probably fine. I don't think anyone wants this deck to be able to over-trigger turn 4. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that one kid at your locals who OTs, like, when it counts. And then they're like, well, I mean, I can get it anytime, so mm -hmm. what do I need this for? But yeah. Uh, on its face, the tree still seems, like, somewhat impractical, because you have to, like, draw... You're still gonna have to play some number of the grade 10 tree, both to, like, ride it off of the seed, and also, like, you need to discard it for the order. So, like, you're playing some number of the tree, you're probably just gonna have to play four copies of the grade 11 just to be able to find it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can run, like, the grade 2 hydrasiums that, like, search out the mask, and then the mask can search out the tree, but then you're playing the mask, which is just a brick a lot of the time. Yeah. And also, like, one of the ways to accelerate getting give, uh, dragon tree markers is to play the blitz order, which is just, like, another thing that is not a unit. Right. So, nothing to guard with. So, comparing this to other... Uh, auto win. This technically isn't an auto win. It's just guaranteeing the OT. Um, it's a win condition. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still unorthodox the way your Gizes and your uh, yeah. Glendioses and things like that work. I mean, this is more comparable to something like Demiurge, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Demiurge is a better thing. So those who don't know, Demiurge was a stride that would let you stack 12 cards on top of the mm -hmm. deck in any order. So the idea was to like... And oh, it has I, a guard restrict. You know, and it does, yeah. Um, but it still wasn't very good. A, because uh, it was so impractical to set it all up. And B, because they made a G-guard that literally just countered the whole thing in Gear Chronicle. Yeah. Like, they showed on the anime what the problem with it was. Also, like, it doesn't gain any power on its own. So, mm -hmm. like, just because... It, like, oh no, it's going to be like... 36k with a guard restrict when you account for the trigger you're going to put on top of your deck. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Well, I guess you're just gonna, it's any 12 cards, so I guess you're just gonna put like three triggers on top, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's the idea. In so, which case, oh. PG, and then they put it on a rear guard, and then you're like, alright, well, I have that. You know, yeah. add 30k to whatever thing. The point is that it was just kind of not worth the trouble, and I'm guessing yeah. this is sort of like that, but maybe a little better. Uh, uh, like the benefit of this one is that like the whole deck revolves around the gimmick. So like, also being eighteen k paces doing a yeah. lot. This is probably in that sense it's more comparable to Gize because a lot of the benefit from Gize was being tanky. Yeah, being tanky, and then also like usually the the deck that could use it the best was uh, Angel Feather because you got more checks. Which means more chances and OTT to, for a bit. Yeah, and then more chances to trigger, which means more, you know, you, you speed that mm -hmm. along further. But people figured out that the way to beat Gize was to rush it, where because every trigger removed uh, a Zeroth Dragon from your G zone, but also didn't give any power. 
mm-hmm. it meant that literally everything was hitting. Therefore, you have to like it eventually puts the yeah. pressure on them early. Um, this is kind of the same thing where it's a like a weaker seed. Ru- Rushing it is probably a viable option. Uh, yeah. You are going to be on the grade zero, which means there's not a lot of counterplay that can be done mm-hmm. in the early on, and then. But you are still spending at least one turn on the default tree, which is not very good. Yeah. So. But yeah, like I don't, I don't see this being a particularly like good deck. It's probably more competent than normal, and against decks that don't have any kind of removal, it's pretty easy to just be twenty eight k both turns. Mm-hmm. And so, there are yeah. a good amount, like Gan. Well, Gandave is the best deck in the format right now, so pro- not that, but like maybe later when. I mean, if we're going by BRO, it's actually Willista. Oh, that's right. But like cheating, or I don't know. I- I'm not really sure what to make of BRO's uh, uh, results. Reportedly, um, BRO was a fucking joke. Okay. Which is, yeah. I don't know enough about it to speak authoritatively, but like apparently there was some pretty note. There were like notable misplays on stream that people were warned for. Mm-hmm. Uh, very bad shuffling to the point of basically being cheating. Yeah, I I heard about some of the shuffling, but cheating yeah. all in a vent never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, so just like be generally just low quality of play on streams is what I've heard. Is what it is. Makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, so, like, considering Willista is the best deck as of right now, obviously that's going to change when set 12 drops. I'm not sure how impactful set 11 was. Yeah, it has some yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ooh, Carnage stuff in there. Yeah, like, well, set 11, it was like Mushi King, right? And we don't have that. So, next after that was like Minerva. Which I think probably, yeah. I think Minerva does not have a ton of removal, so you are gonna just run up against the tree being twenty eight k. So, yeah, uh, vaguely keep an eye out for it. I guess seems competent. Like yeah. it seems like one of those like it'll just kind of cheese wins out of decks that can't get rid of its units, so that it can't you can't stop it from being twenty eight k. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering also where, because it's a gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering how many people are going to not play this because it's a gimmick, and they're like, "That doesn't feel." That didn't like stop anyone stuff. from playing Gize. <laughs> what stopped them was mostly the cost of the yeah. Zeroth Dragons. Yeah, um, pretty much. But yeah, being a gimmick deck never stopped anybody. I don't know. Uh, Glendios wasn't because Glendios wasn't good. Yeah. It got like eighth place at a California regional once in, in, mm-hmm. in premium, yeah. But like it was playable at the end of G. Yeah, that's what I meant. At or the sorry, end of, end, of uh, end of limit break. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was not that bad. I've seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, going back and looking at the grade ten, and. Hey, with with uh, with the Uranus decks in um, in premium, you can now have eleven drive checks with your Valkyrian. Yeah, does that work? Because it's you you put the card in the drop and then yeah. for whatever the grade was, so it's a dead card through and through if you draw it any other way. Um, but you yeah. can you can indeed do that, and it's like stupid, but 
if you want, sure, yep. go for it. <laughs> Look at top left card, put one in your drop. Okay, I was just making sure it didn't specify any like. I don't know how the hydrogen being having like no clan or nation at all affects like things that require specific nations or clans. That makes sense, but I, I think Valkyrian, since you're looking at it, does yeah, it no, say Valky like Genesis or anything? Or? No, it does not say mm -hmm. that. Valkyrian is just anything. Yeah. Okay, so yes, you could use this in Valkyrion specifically to get eleven drive checks and deck yourself out. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Got to put those in the in in the soul real quick. Jesus Christ, so dumb. Um, so yeah, anything else to say about this uh, weird, you know, evil Adrasil looking thing? Uh, not in particular right now. I'm curious to see what they're gonna. They did introduce the, like, Mask Searcher for Keter, so I'm curious to see what Mask unit we're getting. Probably just Alden, right? Yeah. Like, um, he lost in the way that, like, uh, those kinds of characters always lose when the final boss reveals their final form. Right. The uh, the, the casualty to show how strong the, fi the final boss is. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always a fun part yeah. of storytelling. Otherwise, it's just like trying to figure out deck building so that you have enough hydrogens that you could feasibly pull off the 28k. Probably want like the blitz orders. I don't know if you actually want to play the mask to search out the dragon trees, but that is a thing you can do. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty much that dragon tree. Is the thing that we're, sure is yep that, that, that we're not really excited. I, I'm sorry that that we're we're doing this like oh okay it's a dragon tree or whatever. I'm trying, man. I... <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, it, it, there's stuff where like you'll see us get excited, right? I was super over the moon about history collection. You guys were the opposite, and you know there there's things that excite us, and other things where we're just it's like, just. How often are you just going to be in the situation? You know what I mean? <laughs> Which so I like, it's hard to, or I mean, like the situation where like you just have every, everything set up. Yeah. Like how how often is that going to happen? It's like always things that bother me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, like in the anime, they always have they have to make the combo go off perfectly, and then consistency usually wins the day when it comes to deck building. Um. So there you go. I think also part of that is we're just getting older as people, right? This podcast is almost seven years old or a little over seven years old. I can't remember anymore. Um, and we're either close to or in our 30s. So as we get older, it's it, it's going to, you know, we're going to be crotchetier people. So yeah. get ready for that. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, so... Um, this is once again suggested from our Discord, patreon.com slash Sydney. Anyway, uh, suggested from our Discord, they had a idea for an episode, which was, how do you get people back into the game specifically that have left in the past? As in, like, on, like trying to attract players back to the game or just onboarding someone who's coming back to the game after a gap? I think we can, you know, Porkinolo's dose on that. I think it can be we can do one than the other. So, um, as some if someone has left the game, it's going to be really important to why they left the game. So, like, let's say, like, let's say your friend quits, right, and you want your friend to come back. You you really need to make sure you understand exactly why your friend quit playing the game. Yeah, if they quit playing the game because they don't like, like, 
that you know there's a reboot or you know they don't like the game after the reboot or the game they like is no longer there then they're gonna have a hard time right yeah like for people or people who quit because they thought this or like x or y thing was like this is broken i'm leaving you know yeah i mean but yeah, cause, and, that, and that's like easy, actually more easily fixable if like they think something's broken. Mm-hmm. But like a good example is I played Magic for majority of my life, mm-hmm. and but now like I look at Magic and it is no longer the game I play. I enjoyed, and I just have no desire to go back to playing that game. Yeah, and there's nothing that would get me to play it again. Like it's just it will never be the same game. Well, what, and what that, kind- that can just happen. What caused you to quit was the fire, or was it? It was a combination. I was already not playing before the fire. Got it. Okay, that was yeah. like the nail in the co- the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, the fire basically Got was it. like, well, now I don't own anything, and I have no desire to ever like collect these things again. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, I had a similar experience, not with a fire, but like for Yu Gi Oh, where I quit in Zectors because I had that. This is too broken. I'm done. Right, and I can I still keep tabs on Yu Gi Oh to this day. But it, it's this thing where, like, Pendulum, um, Link Monsters, not so much. That doesn't really bother me. Pendulums don't matter. I know they don't, but just when those happened, when that those were in their heyday, when that was the main mechanic that, that Konami was, you know, chilling for, um, that, that just, like, further, uh, like solidified that opinion of like i'm i think i'm right not coming back to this Mm -hmm. um i do think it's interesting we're like keeping an eye on tier limit format and things like that it's cool and i like the the interaction even though it was kind of a tier zero format and like how complicated it was but then i had the same feeling of just like you gotta leave it to the kids i'm too i'm too old for this shit I, I can't I can't keep up with the amount of complication. So I'm just gonna watch people like MBT and DZ and all them to experience it through their eyes and like how they're able to keep up with everything without really trying. Like things like Master Duel or Dueling Book, I'll go on from time to time just to like, all right, let's let's uh, try this and lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested in going like going into Edison because Edison was in the heyday of when I was playing uh Yu-Gi-Oh. um but it's just one of those things where like i'm getting ready to get married there's wedding planning i'm still doing comedy i'm becoming a teacher like it's just on the back burner somewhere mm-hmm. um which is a perfectly understandable reason for someone to leave right a game like i got shit to do i i i don't have the the time to sit down and try and understand everything again pizza pizza yeah, it's uh, it's it's so like if they're already interested in coming back in the game, then you have a much easier kind of um, uh, path mm-hmm. because now you have like a very direct thing that they like. Like they, if they already want to come back, you're just like, cool, just pick a deck and buy it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's not really not much thinking past that point. It's not like a complicated thing because like if they've already played before, then they know they're just gonna be like, well. I'm just going to buy the deck I want to buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, for people who were around for G-Era and then coming back in to Standard, if that's where they want to start, it's easy. It's weird where you have the the current format being less complicated than before. Um, or even for, you know, Vanguard Boomers who were around for, like, Break Ride or whatever. Persona Ride isn't all that different in regards to 
the mechanic of when I ride this, a thing happens for the turn. Um, yeah, all the clans condensing into nations is a little weird, but I don't think that's too hard to onboard somebody like that. Um, I think the harder part is trying to like do that and then mean like, okay, do you miss all the old clans? Do you miss these old units? This is premium. I mean, even then they have like encounter cards and standard, right? Yeah. But you can literally play Chrono Jet. Yeah. But, you know, your Chrono Jets, Messiahs, Overlords, Ezels, uh, Lukiers, like with, if it's not any of those, then yeah, you're going to have a bit of a problem. You're like, if they played Tachikaze back in the day, buddy, <laughs> you're out of luck. Except for like, the, what's his name in Dragon Empire? Tribash? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you get him and then good luck for the rest of that. Um, I think it's easier in, in regards to onboarding um, if they had like a more substantial product for coming back. I'm not sure how the... I mean... What? Go ahead. The problem... I mean, the problem there is, like, the same problem as onboarding a new person in that case of, like, mm -hmm. there's no good starter product right now. Um, would you consider the Grand Brace Favernil, uh Orphis? Was that Orphis? Um, I mean, they're quite least... expensive, being $50, and yeah. uh, they're not, like, the greatest constructed decks in the universe. They're okay. Like, mm -hmm. you could feasibly like go oh you could probably go x2 at your locals realistically you do get a good amount of like staples in those um your the, grilling angels and all that your your sanctitudes uh, i'll double check the set lists um i was looking at the brain brace one today because i'm starting to like slowly get into the deck building um while i yeah. wait for that yeah, ratio um, yeah but the ratios are bad for a lot of these yeah, I know for like Carebra or whatever his name is. The they give you literally one. One, yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I know it's kind of a pain in the butt. The good thing uh, is, is that with those out there, that's more like copies just in the mm -hmm. world, which is good. Um, yeah, like I don't know how it's going to affect the price, but in, in the future. Yeah, because like what you know, one of the reprints is a promo card, and they only give you two of them. Mm -hmm. Which one are you referring to in this case? I'm not the one that like you put it into soul and give your Graham Grace 10k in a drive. Oh yeah. Oh um, no, it's soul. Uh, it's discard yeah, soul, card. Soul blast discarder card. Um, yeah. He wasn't too expensive at the time I got him. Anyway, he was like two bucks. Um, yeah, but it's still one of those like out of the box. It does not give you the full deck. Yeah. Like if you are trying to optimize it, you're gonna have to either buy a second copy, which. Yeah. or you're just gonna have to go like track all these cards down mm -hmm. which is not like the worst thing in the world but also not amazing mm -hmm. you know i'd much rather they just gave you four copies instead of giving you like pack filler yeah. like I the grade one that gets 5k if your opponent is grade three mm -hmm. i know for uh like Yu-Gi-Oh, usually you were forced to buy three to get everything like, I, I, I put together the Trap Tricks deck where they're like, if you buy three of these, it's, like, roughly competent. Um, and it cost me, they were, like, 20 bucks a thing. So, like, a $60 deck, including extra deck, for is not too bad. 
in Vanguard's case, where you have four being a playset instead of three, um, the I think the rule of thumb at the least should be twos instead of like Care Brayward's one. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Remember what well, it was four for Vanguard? You had to buy fucking four fucking structure decks to get I all your break cards that. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, when they would give you one of your boss unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much. Appreciate. I mean, they're technically still doing that for Father Neil, but that's because he literally says you can says only play can one copy. One. Oh, yeah. yeah well. That's a game mechanic, my friend. I don't think that's too much of a problem. Um, that was the joke. Uh, but yeah, uh, that is a criticism of that, where it's just like, yeah, we'll like kind of like we'll give you cards that are important for the deck as like one of reprints because fuck you. Mm-hmm. Or if they just lowered the cost, it wouldn't be too bad. Like if you made them twenties, yeah. it would be like mm-hmm. people are, would be getting them for the multiple copies anyway. Yeah. So. Well, it also comes with like a deck box and sleeves, so I wouldn't oh, okay. expect That's... it to go as low as twenty, but like thirty, mm-hmm. thirty-five, I think was reasonable. Yeah. It's kind of annoying that these are fifty for honestly, like the actual decks themselves are pretty mediocre. They're not, like, fully constructed. It seems like a lot of the price is being carried by the extras that are being included, which is mm-hmm. not a great feeling. Does 50 cards uh, still do those, like, pre-constructed decks, or did they stop doing that? I think they still do them. It's just that they sell out very quickly. Gotcha. Um, if That's a pretty good way of, like, onboarding a new person, but... How somebody would come across that, especially if A, they're coming back after a long time, or B, are completely new to the they game. They have to be specifically told about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be up in a in a shop, but, uh, you know, from the only Vanguard podcast, uh, promo code at night for 5% off. That's a thing. Um, so, yeah, but ha- having to be told about it is not, not great, and it, they're not going to not gonna put it up how how else would they find out about it mm-hmm. Die. <laughs> yeah i mean the the, the real question the, the real question that we're touching on here is how, what is vanguard doing to attract new players and it is what they're doing even successful like what is the growth rate of vanguard it doesn't seem like, i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. this one but- is is a little Different because it's not specifically, or at least from the the uh, Discord question, it's not specifically just new players. It's like people coming back. How do you get them either to stay or just be like, yeah, but you like miss, you miss some fun, you know? Who are these people coming back? Um, I know that uh, our good friend Edwin is one of those people, um, and he's coming back just because he misses seeing us right where you miss like the friend group of it all Mm -hmm. um and that that's probably its own factor that i can't really uh describe outside of anecdotal evidence right where if you if this hobby is the way you see your friends and you treat it kind of like a poker night or whatever um, yeah it's that's a good way to you know bring them you know, bring old friends back where you're like, hey, we see each other every Thursday or whatever. Come on out. And they're like, okay. And I think uh, lending people a deck is a good way to at least attract them to be like, okay, maybe you do, maybe you don't want to buy anything just yet. Here, take, take this. I'll show you how it works before local starts and then, you know, do it. Good luck. 
Mm-hmm. How comfortable are you guys borrowing other people's decks? Like just in I'm completely fine with that. I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I just good, good. Yeah, I borrow I borrow decks all the time in Magic, so I mm-hmm. don't mind yeah. at all. I bought like, I borrowed I borrowed decks worth more than my life in Magic, and I just didn't care. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's just about like you know, do they trust you? Mm-hmm. Do they trust you? Yeah, probably. Probably good. Um, it helps if you're their ride home. <laughs> <laughs> See that that implies that it's kidnapping to get them there in the first place, right? Or it's like, hey, we're going to the bar. What are we doing at locals? <laughs> I'm right home. Sorry. Damn. That is fucked up. <laughs> uh, I was also talking about the like deck borrowing thing, where it's like, yeah, you can borrow my deck. Also, I'm your ride home, so you better give it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's what you meant. I'm sorry. I thought it was. I mean, I've borrowed like ridiculously expensive cards in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, we've already kind of talked about, like, new player experience for Vanguard a little bit. I am of the opinion that it's not very good. Not right now. It is not. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't, like I said, we don't have a very good starter product. A lot of the ones we do have are out of date. So, yeah. now, like, Four out of the five of them have new forms. And like the couple that the one that doesn't still has the grade four that has to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then you have like Bob Sagra, but Trick's but Trick Moon is fifteen dollars. Which is not even the worst thing in terms of like expensive staple cards. Uh Kyrie. People just don't want to play lyrical. Also, the deck's like basically irrelevant. Yeah. Um, Magnolia sucks, although Dragon Tree will be better I mean, even then. It's, it has like, the it's ma- not a starter. Yeah, but like I said, it has the mask and then also the grade four, so like no matter what you're trying to do with Magnolia, you have to buy a different version of Magnolia. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were saying that like has an alternate version, but you still have the grade four Bastion? Was that what you are talking about? Or? Uh, no, I was talking oh. about Sarah Snow. Um, oh, okay. Like Bastion is worse because you have to buy the new form and the grade four. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alden is its own thing now. Um, yeah, but that's not like a constructed product. Yeah. yeah, Bruce sucks. And has a different form. Yeah. Like again, like you can't just buy a constructed product and have like a modern, up-to-date deck. Most of the old trial decks have new forms of themselves. Yep. And or and or are expensive to upgrade. Uh, the we're not even going to talk about the set six trial decks. Those are terrible products that we should just ignore the existence of. Like the best thing you can do out of the box coming into Vanguard right now is probably just the stride decks. Yeah, probably. And even then, that's not like the same. It's yeah, it's different on purpose. Yeah, mm. like. The stride decks were created as a nostalgia product, right? Like the, mm. the idea that you can play the old versions of the card. Like clearly this was meant to appeal to existing players who still had these things. Yeah. Now granted, for people coming back, that's probably a good way to mm. get them in. Could be. Um, Could be. 
if you're playing like one of the four specific archetypes that they've supported at the moment. But the problem is like the game will never be G again. So if you enjoyed late G, the game will never be that again. And it, you know, you have to come to terms with mm-hmm. like even if the cards like look similar, it's not the same game. Yeah. And so if people quit for reasons that it's like, you know, like V era gives you infinite reasons to do so. Um, (laughs) If people quit for that reason and that V has completely infected premium, right? And D is just never going to be G. Yeah. And that's just that. Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to swallow, right? To be like, well, this is where the game has gone. And mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, well, is this still fun to me? And if it is, that's great. But for some people, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm of the that's belief. Okay I'm of the belief that it's less about the actual game and more about the community you're in. Um, that's not the case for everybody, right? You you might be living out in the sticks. You might just have uh, locals full of dickholes. Um, you might Did be a misanthrope. What? They do exist. Yeah. Whatever the thing is. Um, so in that case, you're then stuck with how fun is the game. And then that, as we've established throughout this episode, it's not great. Um, mm-hmm. But at the very least, I have met you guys. I've met all the Nexus Core people. My condolences. And, <laughs> and like, I'm going to be friends with you guys for better or for worse. <laughs> probably for the rest of my life, which is... You know, take that take that with however you want to take that. But I, I think if you manage to find a group of friends through whatever game it is that you choose to, and if you leave for a while and come back, and even if the game is kind of whatever is kind of bad news bears, you know, they still went to Japan with each other and enjoyed it that way. Um, so just don't. Don't freak out too badly, even if the game is kind of butt right now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think standard format is okay. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I think it's fine. We, we can debate about the quality of premium. Uh, we were, I think we're just pretending V is not a real format that exists. Correct, that's true. Outer that's Orange premium. just put a thing out today where it's like, what are, what are we expecting for V premium? Like, is anyone really going to watch this? Do you really care that much? Well, somebody like, does. Tell <laughs> yeah, me. Like, outer orange is probably like the one person in the community like the one content creator that very prominently likes v at the moment mm-hmm. well also she has a stake in it where because she's a commentator like yeah you kind of yeah. have to but also she started the game in v so yeah uh, she likes me a lot yeah. which is fine yeah. you weren't yeah. allowed to like mm-hmm. me i just do not me me neither it's uh none of us like none of us yeah. here like v okay like, v yeah. was when i quit the game that's because we're all that's because we're all old well, it's because we're all old, and then like, at, in my in my locals, we like the premium thing is growing more and more. So mm-hmm. I'm happy about that. Um, so says the boomer. So says the Vanguard boomer. Anything else we have to say about this before uh, I eat the rest of my pizza off camera noisily? Uh, no, uh, I'm sleepy. Please make a Vanguard online. I'm yeah. EP. You hear yeah. me? Yeah, please. Uh, or 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 as uh, Katie says, your tie ties. <laughs> So what I'm sorry, what? Tie ties. Non EP. EP. Whatever the thing is. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Tell us what you think. Uh how how would you get somebody who's quit the game trying to come back to come back uh in the comments below or on Twitter? 
Honestly, uh, if they really wanted big nostalgia books, they'd make a TD out of one of the encounter cards that isn't the stride deck. That's probably probably good here, Overlords or something like that. Um, yeah, so at Nexus at Night on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Uh, we don't really post much on the latter two, but it, they're around. Um, how about the rest of us? Find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two Gs, two Zs, uh, this one. <laughs> you can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Uh, oh, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Uh, thanks to $10 patrons, Darren Cole, Josh, Jeremy, GR, and Ali. If you want to support the show, uh, get content early, um, get access to our Discord, or uh, get our bonus show, Nexus Tangents, where we talk about all the stuff that we don't get to talk about on the real show. Um, go there. Uh, you can also follow me at Atlas Novak on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or my YouTube channel, The Epileptic Comic. You can also follow my other podcast, Generation Dan, in all the places listed. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.